Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And we've just kind of wrapped up this whole series of sorts on the Beatitudes and heaven. And now we thought we'd talk about some weird stuff. We shouldn't do the weird stuff. Weird stuff. So <laughs> uh, we're just going to hop around on a few passages that have puzzled humanity for many a lifetime. Ooh, puzzles? Puzzles. And give suggestions as to what might possibly be good, good answers to solve said puzzles. Starting with the nakedness of Noah. Are you guys... <laughs> that went a weird turn. Are you guys familiar with this story? Nope. Uh, this is the one where he's like drunk, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he gets in uh, uh, the, the ark. <laughs> Is what it's called. <laughs> the Turn world is flooded, and after he lands, one of the first things he does is build a vineyard. Remember, Noah was righteous for his time. <laughs> uh, and now he's seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> he's seen the whole world uh, go bye-bye. So with that being said, apparently one of the first things he does is, well, time to get drunk. So he makes a vineyard and creates some wine and then there's a very puzzling story we're told that goes a little bit like this genesis 9. wait was this before or after russell crowe did the thing this has nothing to do with russell crowe but thank you for the reference did you just google the reference so you could make it yep we're also proud of you right now good joke Good, good Casey joke. I mean, <laughs> I, I forgot who the actor's name was at first. So that's why I was like, what? The guy that did Noah, that was... Uh, Hang on, don't let me make this joke until I have it right. Uh, Genesis 9.18. I'll read it to you, and then you let me know what you think. What the heck is going on? The sons of Noah who went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. That's in parentheses. Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these, the people of the whole earth were dispersed. Noah began, sorry, yeah, Noah began to be a man of the soil, and he planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father. So like they're trying not to see their dad naked. Their faces were turned backward so that they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Curse be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and let him dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. Okay, what the heck just happened here? Because I can't think of like another time in the Bible where your father's nudity was just so like <laughs> monumental. Like, I will curse you for all eternity for having seen me naked, passed out in a tent. Like... It just doesn't jive as a story. Like, it, immediately you're like, what are you talking about? So, well, and, and can we talk about, you know, 27? May God enlarge Japheth? Yeah. 
Where are you getting it? <laughs> in what context does he mean at large? <laughs> yep, somehow I knew you were going there. Not the one you're thinking. Well, okay, so what I was told in one of my classes in college was, is it possible? Because the one who messes up, clearly, the one who messes up is Ham, the father of Canaan, right? So Ham walks in and my professor, like, because this is a weird story, you're like, what's going on? My professor is just like, I don't know, maybe Ham did something to his dad. I, <laughs> which, I'm like, what? Why? You know, like, but then I'm like, I guess they grew up in a, a world that was like falling apart and was, you know, there was no moral compass anymore. So maybe it just lived on in that. Well, and like, so Han saw him, but then Kanan was cursed? Yes, which is odd. So, and I don't actually think he did anything to his dad. But that's the other question, right? Like, why does Ham mess up and Kanan get cursed? <laughs> like, why would your dad, like, offend me in some way and I curse Casey because of it? I mean, I have a, I have a kind of a stretch of a guess. Okay. But sins of the father become sins of the son. So like a generational curse type thing. Yeah. Sorts. So that would be one way we might interpret it. What else? What do we do with this strange story? I do not know. Well, here's a question. Who is then the focus of this story? We have a few characters, Noah, Shem, Ham, Japheth, and Canaan. I mean, it seems like Canaan's mentioned the most. Canaan starts and it's kind of weird, right? Like the sons of Noah went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And then in parentheses, Ham was the father of Canaan. Like, why did we start there? Like, what's Canaan have to do with this story? And then it goes, goes on and then Canaan comes up again, right? And it even says in verse 22, and Ham, the father of Canaan, like, why? Why do you care about that? Like, he hasn't done 27. anything yet. Exactly. He like, don't do anything in this whole thing. I feel like that's just an, expla an explanation so that you know why Canaan gets cursed. Because, mm. like, he's not even in the story at all. Right. He's literally just mentioned. Or yet. is the whole thing about him? Oh, no. That's so, legit what I said, that he was the main character. Right, right. So it seems like he's not there at all, and it seems like he's the main focus. So Casey was looking for a euphemism in May God Enlarge Japheth, which is not a euphemism as far as I'm aware, especially because Japheth is viewed in a positive light here. But uh, there is another possible euphemism here, in the fact that Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside, which kind of sounds like a, I don't know, bragging thing or something like, hey, God, like, I don't, I don't understand. The possible euphemism we have here would then take us into, like, the law. If we go to the law books, we see this. None of you shall approach any one of his close relatives to uncover nakedness. I am the Lord. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father, which is the nakedness of your mother. 
she is your mother, you shall not uncover her nakedness. In other words, a husband's nakedness is his wife's nakedness, and his wife's nakedness is her husband's nakedness within the biblical oh. like worldview. So, is it possible that Ham actually sees his mother naked and then creates Canaan? Why is Canaan the focus of the story? This might be his, his origin story. But, hang on, that doesn't make any sense to me. Explain. Because if, if this is happening, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, I imagine this all happening within like two hours. Mm -hmm. Yet Canaan is cursed, yet if it's only been two hours, they wouldn't know Canaan exists yet. Sure, but the Bible doesn't necessarily, it wasn't like this happened and Noah grabbed a pen and paper, like I gotta write this down right now. It's yeah, almost is... like hindsight, you know, being written at one point. What's the origin story behind Canaan? Well, what if? <laughs> well, and I mean, having it be hindsight, like Canaan be, could be the one that they know of. Yeah, because we don't have Canaan mentioned before this passage. This is Canaan's entrance into the story. So, this is like, cursed be Canaan, in hindsight, they're saying this, uh, whereas like at the time it'd be like, curse upon your children, you bore a son with my wife, your mother, and gave birth to Canaan, and, and so, if we look at it in this light, you see Ham, like, sees his mom naked in the tent, does the thing, and then goes out and brags to his brothers, who are then like especially careful not to see their mother naked as they're putting the blanket on her. And then uh, when Noah wakes from his wine and knows what his youngest son had done to him, he then like proclaims the curse. Does it have to be the answer? No, but does it make sense of the data? <laughs> I would say yes. And it's certainly a puzzling story otherwise like it should grab you. Anyone who reads this story shouldn't be like, ah, oh, it's normal. Don't want to see your dad naked. Like, no, there's just something weird going on here that... There's something not being said, although trying to be said. But also trying to be said. Because the Bible, when it comes to euphemisms, the Bible has so, so many euphemisms. And it does its best to, like, say it in a way that it feels is respectable to sacred literature. So, like... There's a lot of moments where strange things are going on that you just didn't realize were strange things going on. So, for example, when Esau is supposed to swear by his dad, he's like, put your, put your hand under my leg, under my thigh, and swear. It's not his thigh. It's definitely his genitalia. That's because he's swearing upon the future of his children. <laughs> like, by your genitalia, I will make this thing happen. Like, that's... That's what's going on right there. Us in our modern lingo read that like, oh, I guess I used to just like put their hand on other people's thighs when they made, no, there's more going on there. Or Noah, Noah is about to get in some big trouble with God because he won't get circumcised and God has told him that he has to do this. And so what Noah's wife does is cuts off her son's foreskin and then sticks it on his 
feet. <laughs> feet is a biblical euphemism for his genitalia. So, in other words, she was essentially like, here's the circumcision of my son, now the blood anoints my husband. <laughs> it's, like, this is what we don't see in our current situations, but these are, she's just trying not to lose it. Go ahead, please. They're, they're all watching and they want to lose it. <laughs> How many of them have already turned it off? How many are too intrigued to turn it off? Anyways, I share those extra euphemistic stories. <laughs> Don't even get into Song of Solomon unless you're ready for that. I share those euphemistic stories to show us that the Bible, when it wants to communicate something of a sexual nature, it's usually like phrasing it in ways it's where it's like, in some you way. know what we're saying. And at the same time, like, you, you have to look a little deeper, like, do I know what you're saying? You know? Um, so, what went on in here, I don't know that we can fully know. I've given you one suggestion that seems to make sense of the data, but then there are other directions it goes. I would at least recommend that the way that you read it is not normal. <laughs> like, if you just read this point blank, I don't think that makes any sense. So, anyways, weird story time, thoughts? feelings that was weird indeed it was and we'll be back for more weirdness on wednesday in the meantime don't comment below <laughs> she doesn't want to hear your thoughts <laughs> i mean if you want to talk about this you can join us on the discord and uh oh. i can go find my <laughs> scholarly list of euphemisms if our next episode is just all that. Let's not make right. that next episode. I'm just trying to trying to help us understand the Bible a little bit better. <laughs>